today. Hey, um, big huge thank you to all of our veterans out there. Um, and uh, we thought today would be, uh, since it's, uh, we know, I know Veterans Day was yesterday, um, uh, but we thought it would be a great, great weekend for Pat to share his story. Um, if you're a veteran, if you've served in, in military, we just want to say thank you. Thank you. I know I'm thinking of my, my brother Rob, um, who, who served, and I, I recognize that um, I think every, um, every person, every veteran that I know doesn't make it out without being impacted in some way. And so let's take a few moments and pray for uh, our, the veterans. Lord God and Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, thank you for your work in Pat's life. For bringing someone into his life that he didn't even know to share the gospel, to invite him to Bible study. We just can't thank you enough for revealing yourself to him as his father, our father. We come to you, Lord, and we, we bring to you uh, our country's veterans, those who we know and those who we don't know, and we just ask you, Lord God, to draw near to them in a special way today. Lord, maybe you can bring someone into their life, a believer into their life, who can point them to Jesus Christ. Lord, I, I know that every, every veteran I know comes, comes out with some scars, some you can't see. So we ask you, Lord God, please, will you draw near especially to, to the veterans this weekend? Pour out your, your grace and faith. Give them peace and comfort. We ask you, Lord God, for Word of Life Church, Lord, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon us. That you would lead us and guide us. And as we open up your Word, Lord, would you give us eyes to see and ears to hear and, and a heart that believes in you and in your Word. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus, our Savior. Amen. We... Uh, if you were uh, with us last week, um, you heard you heard Al, one of our uh, elders, uh, share about the the budget shortfall that we're experiencing at Word of Life Church. And uh, you, you know, we're not we're not chicken littling. We're not you know we're not you know we're not screaming because the you know the, the sky is falling or anything like that. But we, as a leadership, elders and trustees and and staff. We're committed to communicating with the Word of Life Church openly and honestly, online, in person, New Prague, you know, Lesur, and, and, and we're, we're committed to just being open and honest and, and, talking about, um, and, and, and talking about where we're at. And we believe, I believe, we as a leadership believe, God's got this. God will provide for all of our needs. And so um, I know that, uh, that a couple of people really wanted me to, to, to speak on giving. And so uh, we made a couple of changes to the calendar. And, and, and so we get, to, we get to hear a little bit about giving. This will not be uh, one of those giving messages where, where, you know, where I tell you to 
give more. Because I don't know how much you give. I don't know any of that sort of information. I don't. I know. I know nothing of your numbers. I also like. I don't know like you and your numbers. Like I don't know where your finances are. I know where mine are. And you know, I kind of actually. I'll be honest with you. Heidi handles all of the bills. <laughs> she knows way more than I do. She just says, "Hey, you know." This is how much you got. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, you know, and I, so, so because I don't know your finances, I'm, I'm also not going to give you like uh, some hardcore amount. I'm not going to give you some hardcore percentage. But I thought as we're, if we're going to talk about giving, one of my absolute favorite places to go to, to hear about some of God's principles of giving. That's what we're going to talk about. Is that what does God think and say about giving? And one of my favorite places to go is to the first human offerings given to God. The first human offerings that are recorded in Scripture are in Genesis chapter 4. And so let me catch you up a little bit so that we don't, you know, kind of get too, too sideways on things. Okay, here's what happens. Like, you know, God is, um, <clears throat> God is awesome and God creates the heavens and the earth and he handcrafts Adam and places him in the Garden of Eden, a garden planted for him. And, and he, God is amazing, and he creates with virtual age. And so there's already fruit on the trees, and he has everything that he needs. God has supplied everything that Adam needs. And he gave Adam a job. Name all the animals. Tend to the garden. And I don't know how long it took. My guess is not that long until God realized that guy needs help. And so he, he put him to sleep, and, and God handcrafted a wife for Adam, placed her in uh, the garden and breathed the breath of life into her. And, and so it's not that much different today. Guys, we need help. And so we get wives, and God is good. And so, we're in the, and so they're in the garden, and I don't know how long it took, but they're naming animals, and they're tending to the garden. And then one day, they're, they're in the middle of the garden, right in the midst, and they're right next to like the, the two big trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Satan comes along. And Satan tempts Eve, and she eats from the one tree that we're told not to eat from. Just the one. She takes that fruit, and she eats it, and she gives some to Adam, and he eats it. And, and sin enters the world. And their eyes are opened. And they look at themselves, and they are naked and ashamed. And so they hide. They hide in the garden, and God comes looking for them. Not in a wait till your father gets home kind of way, but more in a, hey, Adam, where are you? And Adam answers, I saw that I was naked and I was ashamed, so I hid. And God the Father has one of those really hard conversations with his children. You know the ones. Like, 
when the kids have really, really messed up, it's a hard conversation. It's all contained in Genesis chapter 3. God the Father offers forgiveness, but there are also consequences. For Satan, who appeared in the form of a serpent, man, he is in trouble. But God also says this, he gives the, this, in the midst of this curse on Satan, he gives the first gospel, the first little hint of gospel after sin entered the world. He sa God says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Just a little bit of hope. That Adam and Eve will have children, and one of those children will crush sin and Satan. One of their offsprings. There's some other consequences. Childbearing will become painful, and farming will become uh, laborious. And they also get kicked out of the garden. And so the, the free breakfast, free lunch... And the unlimited buffet dinner is over. Time to work. And that brings us to our text for today. Genesis chapter 4, starting in verse 1, reading in Jesus' name because it's God's word, not mine. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I've gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she, she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain was a worker of the ground. And in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Uh, am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Here is the reading of God's word. Okay, so yeah, you might be sitting there saying, I, I thought we were talking about giving. <laughs> this seems like a really strange giving. But really, these are the first offerings that are given in Scripture. And so we go right to the very beginning, and we look at what's going on. And, and Adam knew, <coughs> knew his wife Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain. Now, i got to tell you, I think that is the worst translation for the word for giving birth. Bore? Anyone who has had children. 
I know you have to bear with them, but it's anything but a bore. Yeah, I bet your house is not boring. <laughs> Actually, I am convinced your house, not boring. So, yes, she gave birth. And, and, here's, and here's the thing. It's like, it, you know, she, she gives birth to Cain. I've gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And the, the language in there is really consistent with chapter 3 when, when God is promising offspring that will, and I really believe, again, this is conjecture. It's not in Scripture, okay? This is me thinking about this. I think Eve believed that Cain was the Savior. I think Eve believed that Cain was the offspring that God had promised. I think Cain, I think Cain may have believed that he was the Messiah, the one who would crush sin and Satan. It's quite possible. I don't know. Like I said, I'm, it doesn't say that in, you know, exactly in Scripture. But I think, man, it's got to be really, really hard to, like, to like have this expectation on you. And so we got Cain, and then, and then you know, and it's like, after, after Cain gets born, you know, like, Eve is like, I've gotten a man with the help of the Lord, and like, a, you know, just, just overwhelming in praise, and then, oh yeah, I got this other kid over here too, Abel. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what it's like at your house. With, I, you know, I know that we got multiple people with multiple kids and stuff like that. In, in my house, the, the, the perfect illustration of this is downstairs on our bookshelf. Okay, when, um, when the kids were younger, um, Heidi made scrapbooks. Becca is our oldest. She's got about four scrapbooks up on the wall. Doug came along next. He's got about three. Then Kat comes along, and she's got two. They're pretty skinny. <laughs> Brie gets born, and yeah, sure. Yeah, she's got a scrapbook. <laughs> you know, there's a couple of pictures in there. Let's, yeah, let's call it that. You know, these are the things that happen sometimes in households. That, you know, it's like, hey, you get one kid and all the attention goes to the firstborn and they get all the, you know, the glory, honor, and praise and, and the most scrapbooks, right? And then the next one comes along and he's like, oh, yeah, I got this one too. <laughs> Abel comes along and there's not a lot of praise for him. There's no like, oh, the Lord has blessed me with another son. No, no mention of that here. Cain and Abel. Cain's a farmer, works the ground. Abel takes care of the flocks. And in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. We don't know what was included. I don't know. Maybe it was some broccoli or some like squash. Maybe if it was in the fall, maybe it was some pumpkins. I don't know. We, nothing's recorded. It could, could have been as, as detailed as like maybe even like a loaf of bread. You know, that, you know, that all comes from the ground and stuff like that. But, you know, that's what he brought. And Abel brought an offering to the Lord, a gift to the Lord of the firstborn of his flock, the fat portions, the best stuff. That's what Abel brought. And, and Abel's was regarded. The Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain's offering, no regard. 
Now, I don't want you to jump to the wrong conclusion, so I'm just going to let go there. This doesn't mean God doesn't like vegetables. That obviously he likes meat better. Obviously, fat portions got the regard. Vegetables got no regard. Kids, you cannot use this as an excuse to not eat vegetables today. Pastor Jay said, God doesn't like vegetables, so obviously I'm going to pass. I like what God likes. (laughs) I'm going to stick with fat portions, slice me off a piece of that steak. No, 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 no. That's not what the Lord is saying here. Uh, But we can get some insight into what the Lord is saying if we turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 gives us a little little bit of insight into giving in faith, offering in faith. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. They were regarded. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. We see really clearly what the difference in the offering is. The difference isn't meat versus veggies. It's not, you know, it's not steak versus salad. That's not the difference. The difference is that Abel gave his offering to the Lord in faith. It wasn't what he gave or how much he gave, but we do see a a biblical principle because throughout the scriptures, what what the Lord calls for in our giving is first fruits giving, okay? Giving right off the top. And so we notice that, that Abel gave of the first of his flocks, the firstborn, and he gave the best portions, not leftovers. But the key is that Abel offered his, his, his gift to the Lord, his sacrifice to the Lord, with faith. And that's our biblical principle for giving today still. The Lord is calling us to give in faith, give believing, give believing in who God is and what he's done for us. And so you see, there's not going to be any arm twisting from me when we talk about giving. Our desire as a church, but more importantly, God's desire for us is to give in faith. That the gifts and offerings, regardless if you, if you walk out and you go over to grab another donut and you slip your offering in the box over by the donut table, or if you, if you hop on your phone, boom, and you go to the app, or you go to you know, the, uh, you know, the website and hit the give button, regardless of how you are giving, or even when you're giving, we give in faith, and our faith giving is worship. 
And so sometimes it's, it's pretty easy for us to kind of come in and say, hey, you know, when, when somebody's up here playing and rocking the microphone and singing praises to God, we can see that pretty easily as worship. Sometimes when, when, when somebody's reading God's word, we can easily see that as worship. Sometimes when, when we're pausing in prayer, we can see that easily in worship, as worship. And yet what is worship in scripture, one of the key elements of worship is giving offerings. Now, I'm thankful we don't all have to drag lambs in here anymore as offerings. Very thankful for that, although my first church was awesome. And, uh, and they always, uh, they reg- some of the farmers uh, regularly gave me, uh, you know, uh, butchered chickens. And I was glad they were already butchered, you know, because I was a city, I was hardcore city boy at that time. I would not have known what to do. <laughs> um, you know, and so like the gifts and offerings that we give, that's part of our worship to the Lord. Why? Because every good and perfect gift that is in our life has come down from the Father of lights, from God the Father, according to James. And so if every good and perfect gift in our life, faith and grace and peace and joy and hope, all of those great spiritual gifts, but also the physical gifts of clothing and, and, and you know, and the sandwich I'm going to eat later and, um, you, you know, and you know, and our houses and things like that. Those are also all gifts from the Lord. And he is worthy. If he's the, the creator, the one who has given us everything that we have, then he's, then he's worthy of our gifts and offerings. And so we give in faith. And we as a church, we give in faith. Knowing and believing that God knows exactly what we need. If, if we check out our call to worship from this morning, and uh, from Philippians chapter 4, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. God knows exactly what we need. God knows exactly what the budget is. God knows exactly where those offerings are coming from. God knows. My biggest struggle is whenever what I think I need and what God thinks I need doesn't really line up. That's when I struggle. But God knows everything that we need, both in our homes, both spiritually, relationally, financially. God knows what we need. And he just says to ask. Right before Jesus is teaching, um, right before Jesus teaches um, the, the disciples to pray the Lord's Prayer, he says this. He says this. You know, he's talking about prayer, and he said, the Gentiles, they, they just pray heaping up empty words, and they think that, you know, like, their prayers will be heard because they say a lot of, like, you know, gibberish and stuff like that. And he says, don't be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. And then, and then Matthew teaches them the Lord's Prayer. He says, pray like this. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Yeah, he knows our needs, right? He knows exactly what we need. And he calls us to pray, but he also calls us to pray believing. Uh, James, uh, the first chapter of James says that God is generous and he wants to give to us. And so all we got to do is ask. But James also says that we ought to ask believing because for the one who prays but doesn't believe, that guy is not going to get anything, according to James. <laughs> not going to get anything. So, as Word of Life Church, I'm asking you to join me in prayer. But praying, believing. Believing that God knows our needs, both in our homes, in our personal lives, in our finances, and in our church, God knows our needs. So I'm asking you to pray believing that he knows. And I'm asking you to, to pray that and just asking God to provide all of those needs. He's going to do it. We don't know how, you know, but, you know, and maybe, maybe the Lord's going to use me and maybe the Lord's going to use you. I don't know, but I really do, I do 100% believe that God will supply all of our needs, both individually and as a church, through his riches and glory. And God wants to use us. And so I'm... I'm going to ask you that as you consider your, your gifts and offerings, and I don't know if it's like mine is on like um, on an, uh, online, and so it's all auto-scheduled. And so at the beginning of every month, I just take some time out to worship the Lord when I know that, that those gifts and offerings are being, are, are being sent. I'm going to ask you, as you're, as you're giving, will you, will you give in faith? Abel gave believing, and he received a much greater gift, the righteousness of God. And the righteousness was given to him not because he gave, you know, steak instead of salad. The righteousness was given to him because he gave in faith. So I'm going to ask you just to pray in faith and to give in faith believing that God's got this because he knows all of our needs. I also know that we've got some other kinds of needs that you can't really see. We have some needs, emotional needs, some mental needs. Some of you have, you know, and I know because I talked to you, have some financial needs as well. I know some of you are experiencing some relational needs that something's got to change. So will you join me in praying that God would provide our needs according to his riches and glory. Can you pray with me? Lord God and Heavenly Father, we, we praise your name. You are awesome. Our Father, you care for us so incredibly well. 
And you give us everything that we need. We confess to you, Lord, that some of our wants, we think of them as needs sometimes, but we know that your number one priority is your relationship with us. And so we cry out to you, Lord, we know that you need, you know our needs. Please provide. Please bring in the offerings for Word of Life Church so that we could continue to do the ministry that, that you've called us to do. And we believe that you will provide everything we need to do what you're calling us to do. Will you pray with me? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.